Take a few deep breaths to center your heart and your mind as you prepare to meet with God. The Bible has a surprising amount to say about food. Even in ancient Hebrew worship, their central worship location was around the temple or tabernacle, all of which were seen to be God's tent or house, and all of which had the table of showbread, representing God's dinner table. Take a moment and ask yourself this question. If God were going to invite a group of people to dinner, what kinds of people would he invite? Mark chapter 14, verses 12 through 26. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, The teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. So the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. As they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you eating with me here will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one? He replied, It is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me, for the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces, and he gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. At this point in Mark's account of Jesus, I don't find myself surprised at Jesus' ability to have prepared a place for he and his disciples to all eat without speaking to anyone about it. He just seems to work things out like that. That being said, I am shocked at how awkward this dinner party gets. Without a moment to lose, Jesus outs one of his own disciples as a traitor in the group. God has preordained Jesus' death to bring life to everyone in the world who accepts this gift. But for the one who betrays him, he would not only lose his place in the kingdom of heaven, he would lose his place at the table. You may wonder why I prioritize the dinner table over the kingdom of heaven. Well, the table is what Jesus is inviting us to for all eternity, as well as every Sunday in gathered worship. 
This is one of the only acts of worship Jesus instituted for all the tens of billions of people who would come to worship him throughout the centuries. There are three names we use today when talking about worshiping God through this act. Communion, the Eucharist, and the Lord's Supper. When we call this act communion, we are referencing the common union or relationship that we have with Jesus as we eat as well as with those who we get to eat alongside. When we celebrate communion as a group of believers, we are celebrating God's kingdom family that we have all been adopted into. This act is also called the Eucharist, coming from the Greek word eucharista, meaning thanksgiving. In Mark, Luke, and Matthew's account of Jesus' life, they all say that he took a cup of wine and gave thanks, eucharistio, to God for it. When we celebrate the Eucharist as a group of believers, we can hear Jesus' voice echo the word eucharistio from the past and give thanks today for his sacrifice for us and continual presence with us. Lastly, we sometimes call this meal the Lord's Supper. When we do this, we are tying Jesus' last meal with his entire meal ministry. Jesus spent many evenings eating dinner with, laughing with, crying alongside, and befriending people who were deeply unworthy of him. These people were either sinners and traitors or the crippled and religiously unclean. Jesus eats with them anyways, offering the kingdom of God to people who thought they would never even be considered on the guest list. These meals culminate in Jesus' final meal with his disciples before his crucifixion. But after he is raised from the dead, he comes back to meet his disciples in another upper room to eat. He cooks fish with some of his disciples on a beach. He breaks bread with a couple of people he meets on the Damascus Road. And he promises to eat with us again at the wedding banquet of the Lamb in Revelation 19. If we are invited to the table to eat with Jesus, we are invited to never go hungry again, living a life bursting with love and provision like we have never experienced before and cannot experience elsewhere. When we look through the Bible thinking of closeness to God and eating, many people think of the creation account in Genesis where God created man to thrive, offering him many choices of food. Neurotheologian Dr. Jim Wilder argues that because God created us to be like himself, our strongest desire is attachment. So the first sin could be described as letting the wrong thing feed us. Take a moment and ask yourself this question. In your life, what have you been running to when you feel your soul's hunger growls? Have you been eating more from God's tree of life or from the tree of rebellion against God? As you go through your day, remember that God has sacrificed more than anyone should ever have to sacrifice to bring you back to communion with him, to his tree of life, and to his dinner table. Remind yourself of this by picturing Jesus telling you this promise from Mark 14. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God.